Welcome to the Carving the Stone podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carving the Stone, your weekly source of positive news. So every Tuesday, I usually have a guest on and I interview them for about 30 to 40 minutes about something positive or the positive things going on in their life. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different because you'll just be hearing from me, Naisha. So on January 21st, which is just a few days from, you know, today, Tuesday, that will be our sixth year anniversary. Carbon Stone has been around for six years. So through this episode, I just want to walk you on the journey of how CNS has become to what it is today. So let's start off with a little bit about me. So my name is Naisha Stone. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I'm 26 years old. A lot of people have been asking me over the years, you know, why Carving the Stone? Why positive news? Uh, when people first started asking me that, I always used to say, why not? Because it's very obvious to me. Uh, traditional news usually covers, you know, the negative side of things. So when I got into the field, I kind of wanted to change things up. So let me break down the story a little bit further. I went to University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee from 24, 2014 to 2018. And during that time, that was when I learned about journalism. I had no experience in it. I had no background in it. I really didn't even know what it was. I just knew I was good at writing. So that's just kind of what I went with. And by my sophomore year, that's when I realized, like, you're actually really, really good at this. And that happened through going on immersive journalism trips. So my professor got grants to take us around the country. So I've been to Flint. Um, I've been to Texas and then um, a few other Midwest states. And we went there during basically tragedies and we would talk to people, go um, knock on doors, walk into churches, um, be on hunting grounds, uh, people's homes, on the streets, by ponds. And we would interview them about the tragedies that they just went through. So, for example, Flint, you know, about the water crisis. So about three or four years in, me and a boatload of students, journalism students, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, went to Flint to interview people, you know, about how they felt about their situations, um, to interview, you know, the government um, figures and just just the overall city and, you know, just get that full on immersive experience. So through those experiences, when I got back to, you know, to Milwaukee, I finally had the confidence to be like, you know what, I'm really good at journalism. And again, this is about going back to my sophomore year leading into my junior year. And so my my professor at the time gave me the confidence to say, hey, Go reach out to some people and try to get paid for what you do. So I reached out to a few people and um, I was very intentional with the, who I reached out to. So I reached out to this black woman named Jill Williams, who works at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And I basically sent her a few samples, my resume, and told her I was ready to start getting paid for journalism. She invited me to her office. I told this story before. And um, basically, she just gave me the green light. So that kind of just started off my professional journalism career. And very quickly, I realized I did not like traditional news. I did not like what I was covering. I didn't like the pay. I didn't like how I was being treated. And it wasn't necessarily a journal signal because I only did two articles uh, for them. But I was writing for a whole bunch of uh, local newspapers and media outlets. And so during that time, I was like, well, why don't you look around and see what you can do that's different, you know, while you're working for these other people. And that's when I realized I still wanted to be in journalism. So why not just interview, you know, people that I thought were cool? So Carbon Stone's very first article um, was about a woman who, it was a feature story, and she's an artist. I don't believe she's in Milwaukee anymore. She's been traveling the world, um, but she does art, and her art always looks so different to me. And I always wanted to reason, 
I always wanted a reason to reach out to her. So I finally had a reason I had carved in stone. Didn't have a name for it at the time, but I reached out to her on Facebook and was just like, hey, I've always loved your art. I love to interview you for this thing I have. I'm about to start. And like I said, I've never start. I've never talked to her before. We've never met. And she invited me to her apartment. So the first carbon stone interview I ever had was at someone's apartment, a black woman's apartment, a few years older than me. And we talked about her art. And so from that point on, for about a year and a half, I started just doing kind of blog posts about different um, people around Milwaukee, different creatives. So for a while, people thought we were kind of a music site because I, I interviewed a lot of musicians. So we had we kind of had to get away from that which is why Carmen Stone doesn't really cover music um, still to this day, but we will, we will. Um, so we started off as a feature website just because I, I I just wanted to interview people who I thought were cool. And then I realized like, wait a minute, you are good at reporting. Like this is what you do for other people. So why not do it for yourself? So by 2018, I switched up how we were, uh, how we, the type of content we produced for Carbon and Stone. So now we were doing articles, we were doing first source reporting, we were doing fact checking, um, you know, being a real journalist, being a real, real journalism company. Um, but still, even at that point, I didn't see myself as a business owner or even owning a media company. So fast forward to 2019, when we had got into video interviews. So we were doing online articles, which had no pictures at first. Somebody had to tell us, why don't you have pictures? Add pictures to your articles. And I'm like, duh. So we added pictures. And then uh, two years in, we started doing video interviews. And I went really hard with them. So I interviewed DC Youngfly. Um, I interviewed the senior VP of the Milwaukee Bucks, um, a bookstore in Chicago, a Black woman-owned you know, bookstore in Chicago, uh, the Milwaukee Health Commissioner, who's no longer the Health Commissioner, um, the Wisconsin Lieutenant uh, Governor, uh, who recently just uh, who just got out of the position. So I had spent a lot of time just, you know, expanding the business. So I went from online articles to adding pictures to online articles to actually doing high quality video interviews. And let me slow down a little bit. So throughout this whole process, I had still was um, writing and being a, an assistant editor for the Milwaukee Courier, which is a black owned newspaper. So they was that was where my main income was coming from. So I was making no money from Carbon Stone. I feel like a lot of people get that misconstrued, um, but we really were just covering news for free, which is what we still do. We cover news for free. That's usually what journalism is. That's not how we make our money, um, you know, advertisements and stuff like that. But I was covering I was covering news for other people, but also covering it for myself at the same time, and. Honestly, I was just so tired of writing for other people. So by 2019, when we we're doing the video interviews, I finally saw myself as a business. So we had started the CNS scholarship fund. So again, we weren't, weren't making any money. And I'm saying we, as in me, wasn't making any money from Carbon Stone, but I had this idea of randomly. Let's give away scholarships. I never got one. So let's just randomly do it. And let's specifically support creatives and give away to students too. And so I don't know how I pulled that off the first year. I still don't even know how we're four years in and I'm still doing it. Um, it's definitely a lot of hard work. But at that time in 2019, we weren't making any money. But although we did get some sponsorship from the books, they gave us $200. Um, the Democratic National Convention was supposed to come to Milwaukee for 2020. And so I got the organizers of Milwaukee for the DNC that was supposed to be held in Milwaukee to donate some money um, and then a few other people. And so that's kind of how the scholarship started. And then that same year, that's when I was like, okay, we're a business and we need to start making money. 
So for two years straight, we were not making any type of money. But um, I realized I needed to go full time in order to, you know, really grow the business. Once I realized it was a business and once I realized we were co covering positive news. So CNS started with just me wanting to cover different things and just so happened that was positive news. And I didn't realize that until two years in. So I didn't want to be a journalist. What I didn't want to be a business owner. Um I didn't want to do any of these things or I didn't want to. I just didn't know I, I could or I wanted or it was going to be, you know, something I could do in the future. So online articles led me to now video interviews. So 2019, that's when I quit working for quit working for the Milwaukee Courier freelancer for everyone else and join an accelerator program. And for people who don't know what that is, so a startup business, uh, usually you kind of need like investment money. And you really if you want to scale your business within the first like from the beginning stages to like three years in, you know, you usually join accelerator programs to help you, you know, really accelerate your business model, create a business model, um, be able to pitch to investors. And so at that time in 2019, I didn't even know what an accelerator program was. My older cousin Quincy sent me something because he knew I was doing business. Um, shout out to my cousin Quincy. And he sent me this accelerator program and I was like, oh, this is my ticket out. This is my ticket to full time because I thought you just get money if you join the program. And that is not how those things work. And so I applied for the program and they was like, you need a pitch deck. Um, what's your revenue? What are all these things? And beforehand, you know, I went to school for journalism. That's what my degree is in. I didn't never thought about business. That wasn't something, you know, I didn't see myself as a businesswoman. I wasn't taught business. So when I applied for the application, I just knew I wasn't going to get it, but I still had hopes. So I said, if I get into this program, I'll be able to quit, you know, work, working for the market courier. Before I even um, knew if I got accepted or denied from the program, I had to quit the courier because we just weren't, it, just, it, it was just time for me to go. So I quit there and then not, Shortly after I got the, hey, you did not get accepted into the program. I remember sitting in my car crying, like, what the heck am I going to do? I just quit my job. I'm now full time with my business. That's not making any money. And so what am I going to do? But so I reached back out to the the organization, the company, and was like, hey, I know I didn't get into the program, but can you teach me why? And so for the next couple of weeks, few weeks, I started to learn what a pitch deck was. I started to learn what pitching is. I started to learn what a business model meant that means how does a business make money like I started to learn business aspects um through meeting with the owner of the organization and so he saw my grit and he was like you know what even though we denied you at first let, we're going to let you into the program but realize you're an underdog so for 12 weeks I believe I think it was 12 weeks um I was in a celebrated program and learning about my business and what it means to be a business coming to find out a lot of people already knew everything that I was already learning but I'm a quick learner so once I learned those things I was able to really um expand and elevate and so 2019 quit quit my journalism jobs and then I went full-time with Carbon Stone was still living at home with my my grandmother and I'm at her house right now recording you see if I ever post this video um I have drawings in the back that are my brothers he is a super creative he raps he he draws he, he does a lot and he, he he's a big reason for my creative side he doesn't know that though anyway so um, I was in an accelerator program in 2019. And so in 2020, that's when, you know, 2019 kind of COVID hit, but we didn't really realize it kind of yet. But in 2020, so by that time I had finished the accelerator program or I was still in it. And um, I, 
had started learning about grants and how to get grants. So I started applying for grants for the business. So um, while in the accelerator, I learned what our business model was, which is public relations and communications. So from 2017 to 2019, we weren't making any money because I said, I'm just, you know, covering positive news. I didn't think about how we're going to make money to in order for you to keep covering positive news. So 2019 was a business model, PR communications. And still to this day, three, three years later, still figuring out how to make it sustainable, still growing our clientele, but now people know us as providing PR. So 2017 articles, 2018 going actually reporting, turning to a journalism media company, getting our tagline, 2019 accelerator, learning what becoming a business, 2020 actually receiving funding and grants, 2020 and 2021 actually getting the team, and then 2022, now we're scaling, we scaled back. So 2020, we got a whole bunch of grants from uh, COVID. And, you know, I went from having no money to, oh, now you got this $2,000 grant. Now you have this $5,000 grant. So without any, you know, going from no money to having a little of money, I really didn't know how to manage it well. And so during 2021 to 2022, yeah, around that time, I was in pitch competitions and winning $5,000, $10,000, getting $2,000 grants. And so I felt like I needed to spend it all. And I and I felt I spent a big portion of the money on trying to build a team without really realizing what do you really need in a team. So for a year and a half, um, I spent a big portion of our our COVID grants on paying the team three writers across the across the country, and they wrote monthly for Carving Stone. It was cool for a while, but I was always late paying them because uh, it was really hard to sustain. With me, you know, I'm 26. I was in my early 20s, and it was really hard, you know, paying people who are the exact same age as you who sometimes listen to you sometimes don't take you serious who um kind of see the mission but kind of really don't kind of just want money and you know trying to figure out you know keep it keep it professional how not to micromanage um it, it was definitely something very very challenging for me and then also to be able to have fun and to do the scholarship so I was for me personally for three to four years I feel Carbon Stone was trying to do too much we were giving away grants we were giving away scholarships we're paying people we're paying contractors we're paying writers we're paying photographers videographers but I'm really not getting any money I'm really struggling at home I really can't pay my rent I'm you know and it took me a while to finally move out on my own and be able to support myself and even now still figuring out how to support myself um but yeah that's that so all of all of this, you know, it's, it's been a journey with Carbon Stone. So January 21st, 2023, six year anniversary, Naisha Stone, Carbon Stone podcast. Um, a lot of people just see, you know, us elevating. We recently got covered in Essence. Um, they see the thousands of dollars that we awarded. They've seen us cover, you know, the celebrities. They've seen us do the podcast, the radio and all these different things. And honestly, they've seen me because it's mainly been me. Um but I just wanted to use this episode to say that it has definitely been a journey and it's still a journey. And I'm definitely still learning. A lot of people still don't even know all the things that I have going on. Because uh, <laughs> I don't even realize all the things I have going on. I even wrote down the outline for this specific episode to, even, to remember to talk about all the things that we've done. So, um, but 2022, what I've really learned is scale back in order to grow a lot. So that's what I'm focusing on 2023 is in 2022, I spent about 6,000 on paying contractors in 2021, I spent over 20,000 and I was able to get more money this year. I mean, in 2022 from doing most of the work myself. So a lot of the graphics that were done, 
um, a lot of the video editing, mostly all of the articles. So what I realized is you have a lot of the talent yourself. And honestly, some people can be lazy. Some people you can't. And honestly, you can't always afford the talent that you're looking for. So until then, you have to figure out how do you make how do you provide quality and consistency with what you have, which is with this, which is you. So um, 2022 was scaling back and, um, you know, digging myself out from paying, putting so much money out when we weren't bringing that much money in. So all of that to say that definitely please keep going with your business, whatever that may be, or whether it's your business in your life personally, just keep going. A lot of people won't see the vision. When I told people I was going to school for journalism, they were like, what? Then when I told them I'm doing I have a company that covers positive news. They were like, what? Then when I told them I'm going to do pitch competitions, they were like, what? Then when I told them I had a team, like, it's just always surprising and people don't understand because what I'm doing is something very new and a different path. So even if you're creating something new that's never been done, you're going to meet a lot of people that say that hasn't been done. We don't know how to help you. Uh, but keep going and figure out what's the, the help that you really do need and ask for it. What I'm realizing is a lot of us don't believe that we can be in, you know, sitting next to the Milwaukee books or interviewing celebrities or, you know, getting those $20,000 grants um, because we do come from places like Milwaukee or because we are black or because, you know, we are young. But sometimes it just takes for you to sit down and say, I can do it and then ask, go around asking. Um, before I get off the episode, one big thing I want to talk about is networking. Um, I came from literally going to Rufus King to going to UWM, um, having no background in journalism, right? But now I'm working with the governor. I mean, not the governor, but I've covered the governor. I've worked with the mayor before. I've worked with aldermans. I've worked with uh, different celebrities. Um, I work with a lot of different people, and it all comes down to building relationships. And you have to get out your comfort zone. You have to literally let people know that you exist. Even though Essence has covered me, I still get out here and market. I still get out here and brand because not everybody in the world knows me. And so you have to get out here and build those genuine, genuine relationships and have something to offer. A lot of people are always asking for things, always expect for you to give them stuff. But you have to offer something and let it be quality, but know your value. Definitely know your value. And I say that because with our PR communications, just until the end of 2022, I just feel like I'm providing sustainable. I'm asking for sustainable prices. I was really underselling myself. But you know what it took me to do? It took me to do my own research, meeting with extended meetings with other PR companies and sitting down and being honest with them about how I'm charging, what I'm offering, and then listening to them and getting advice from them and taking what fits for my business. But I spent a lot of time and I do spend a lot of time setting up meetings or just listening to people, not just for interviews, but actually listening to different people and learning because I was just talking to my dad about this when he was talking to me um most people don't make it because they focus too much on the talent like there is yes you need to be great at what you do but there's a whole business side that we all need to focus on that comes with customer service being your own accountant or having accounting having your taxes done um having all your paperwork done, literally knowing the ins and outs of your business. I literally monthly, I know how much money we're bringing in, how much money we're, we're sending out. And so, and that's very important. So when I do go ask for this money, I can say, okay, I'm asking for $100,000 because of this. We brought this much in, we spent this much. So I know this $100,000 would keep us going for this amount of months or this many amount of years. So again, my name is Naisha Stone. This is Carving in Stone. We started off covering positive, online articles now we in essence 
We everywhere. So we are going to take over the world and be the number one source for positive news. But, you know, next week we'll be back on schedule and have, you know, having guests. So, you know, visit us every Tuesday at the Carbon Stone Podcast to hear me, to hear me, Naisha Stone, interview different people around the world about positive news. So if you're listening to this, this is a unique episode. Um, our six year anniversary is January 21st, 2023. So if you're feeling nice, uh, make sure to donate at carbonstone.com slash donate or become a subscriber, share our article, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, but just be a part of the Carving Stone family. And always remember, in the end, everything will be Carving Stone. In the end, everything will be Carving Stone.